Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode, or should I say a fiery episode of Uncensored News. I'm your host, The Educated Patriot. Now let's get into this shit. I'll get to all the details like I normally do at the beginning of these podcasts, but I need to get into this shit. I'm hot. I'm real hot, ladies and gentlemen. Unless you've been sleeping under a fucking rock, you understand, just like everybody else, that we have a weak leader in this country, and for every cause... There's a positive and negative reaction to it. And we're going to talk about that. And I'm going to challenge you to do some of your own personal research to understand my mindset, but understand the reality that's going on. And this viewpoint of what's going on in Afghanistan is from a veteran, myself, my perspective on all of this. I didn't serve in Afghanistan, but I served in Iraq. So let's get into this episode. So about a week ago or so, a reporter asked Joe Biden about the deterioration of Afghanistan. The Taliban, 75,000 strong, was taking over different province in Afghanistan. Almost without firing a single shot. Because you got to understand that the Afghan troops, 300,000 of them, are only as strong as we stand with them. They are a weak military, but most of all, they fear the Taliban. They know the extremes that the Taliban will go to destroying their lives and killing them. Beheadings, executions children, babies, it doesn't matter. The Taliban doesn't stop. The Taliban theme is they believe in Sharia law. I challenge you to find out what Sharia law is. Because not all Muslims, for the majority, do not follow Sharia law. But it is a, I would like to say a more, it's it's a more, you know, historical type of way of thinking. It's not modern, you know, but that's what they believe in. So 75,000 people come out the mountains and they basically take over all Afghanistan. As they're taking this over, Joe Biden is asked a question. Does he think that basically they would be successful? He said, no, not at all. There are 3,000 Afghan troops and there's only 75,000 of them. So, no, it's not going to happen. It's not going to be another Saigon where, you know, American helicopters are basically landing on the roof of the embassy and American personnel are being loaded upon those aircraft and evacuated out the area because that's the only way everything else is taken over by the enemy. He said it's not going to happen. So Biden, like I told you last Monday, which was the knife he called the lid. He didn't want to deal with the debacle and the situation and the overflow of questions about Barack Obama and his COVID orgy that he had up there in Martha's Vineyard. And since we did this last recording, you know, there were like 67 cases of um, COVID-19, you know, uh, in that period. I think it was like three or four days after the party. Like 67 people up there caught COVID-19. Where's the roots traced? I don't know. But all I know in the end, everything lands in fucking China's lap. But I'm not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Joe Biden. So Joe Biden called the lid upon the ninth, Meaning that he's not doing any appointments. He's not talking to the media. Nothing. He's done. He's basically taking a break. So in all of that time leading up until then. The Taliban had been taken over different provinces. And that's why that reporter asked that question. Because they were taking over these provinces at a record speed, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I think it's like 32 or 34 provinces. They had took over 30 plus of those provinces just like that. With no resistance, no nothing. They just walked in and the keys were sitting there. Here you go. Here's the keys to the city. It's all yours. So 
you got to ask the question, where's the integrity? Where's the honor? Where's the commitment of the Afghan military? Well, under Joe Biden's authority, I think it was back in May-June time frame, before all this stuff really kicked off and the Taliban had time to plan how they were going to basically sack the cities without firing a single shot because they knew how the troops were. When we left out in May, May, June time frame, when America just left in the middle of the fucking night on Joe Biden's authority, he wanted everybody out of there. Everybody in Afghanistan, the Taliban and the Afghan troops took a pause. They had to assess the situation. Is the U.S. military really gone or are they are they uh, planning something? You know, let us come out the mountains and then they, they fucking attack us and stuff. You know, we're not good fighting them street to street. We can, we have, we do, but we prefer to be in the fucking mountains and make it very hard upon them and be able to snipe them and they don't fucking see us. And then the Afghan military started to scratch their head. Oh, shit. The top brass, meaning the generals and shit, knew that a lot of people were about to become fucking cowards. And some of them themselves about to become fucking cowards. There was a mass exit of the military when we left. When they realized that we were gone and we turned off the fucking lights. Literally turned off the lights at the fucking base. They went to that base that next next morning or after they realized the lights was off to check to see if we were okay. To see if there was an attack. Like, what the fuck is going on? That's kind of weird. For almost 20 years, those lights have been on 24-7. Now, all of a sudden, it's just black. And if you've never been in the desert, it doesn't matter, desert in Iraq, Afghanistan, or in Arizona, or in Texas, it doesn't matter. If you've been in the desert, one thing you realize how bright the city really is, meaning that it's hard for you to see stars. If you ever try to see stars in your city, you really can't see them. And sometimes you can see them, but there are so many more stars up there, but you can't see because of the glow of the city. When you are in the desert, you see every star. You see everything. It almost feels like you're out of space. You know, it's just a whole different view of the world that we live in. Living in the cities, we never really look up. But you really really never see the stars until you're out in the desert away from a huge city. And then as you get closer to that city, at night, it gets bright. You go from almost complete blackness where if you close your eyes, it's like that with stars. To going into a bright lit city. So they thought something was going on at that base and they needed to go check it out. You know, to them, we left without fucking calling them. And one thing that we did that I had a problem with when we were in Iraq, I even asked the question to the higher ups. Why are we leaving this fucking gear? From vehicles to fuel to, you know, uh, um, uh, backup generators we're talking about ammo, we're talking about weapons, and we're talking about money. Because it, when we were leaving, it kind of made me think about how the CIA had worked with the Taliban when Russia tried to invade Afghanistan. And the CIA gave them tools and assets. And one of the, the, the big turning point was the... Um, Shoulder fire uh, a grenade launcher. That right there changed that whole war. Russia had these big ass airships or helicopters and they will fucking destroy the Afghanistan. But one thing they did not have were countermeasures to any rocket uh, grenades. They didn't have any of that. So when these Afghans were trained by us how to hit that tail of that helicopter, just hit the helicopter in general. That turned the whole war. The mighty Russian Empire fucking put their tails between their legs and fucking left. That's kind of like if you watch that Rambo movie, you see Rambo go in there and help the, you know, some of the the, the 
I guess you want to call them, you know, the, the Taliban, the nice Taliban people versus the bad ones that are helping the Russians. But that movie right there kind of illustrates, you know, Rocky, oh, I shouldn't say Rocky, damn, Rambo basically represents, you know, the U.S. military slash CIA helping the Taliban to get Russia out of their fucking country. So here we are once again, leaving this material. What was the hope that this coward ass military that fears the Taliban and cannot stand on their own and had this mass exodus after the word spread like a California wildfire? No pun intended. I don't mean to offend anybody. I know there's some some fucking wildfires going on right now that are devastating the people. It's just a, a, a phrase that I use. So once the word spread. They took off these uniforms, got their families headed to the fucking borders or tried to disappear because they knew what was coming. One thing you learn when you go to um, foreign cities or, or countries or anything like that, you follow what the locals do. It's always a telltale sign when something bad is about to happen. If you know this square is somewhere popping and then all of a sudden it's just quiet, no locals nowhere, something's about to go down or something's going down somewhere. You always follow what the locals do. So when they start taking off uniforms and start abandoning their military posts, military responsibilities, I'm not in the military type of fucking deal. You generals, you fucking got it. Y'all getting the fucking money. Y'all giving me pennies on the dollar. I ain't fucking doing this shit. I ain't putting my family against the fucking Taliban. Not going to happen. We spent 20 years fighting these people. The longest wars. Iraq and Afghanistan and U.S. history. The longest war. It's been 18 months since we had anybody on in, in the United States military shot or killed by the Taliban. 18 months. Trump even touted that. When it was over 12 months at the time he was doing his re-election campaign. You got to remember that Trump had a conversation with the Taliban leaders. Where he basically told them and he even says it in his um, at his rallies in a couple of the debates. That he's had conversation with the leaders. He's installed fear down to their core and told them. That we need to work upon fucking peace in Afghanistan. Because the U.S. military cannot fucking stay here forever. We're not the world's 911. We're not fucking doing it anymore. We're going to be wrapping shit up here. But do not take my kindness for weakness and believe that once I pull these troops out of here, that y'all can just run rampant and do whatever the fuck you want to do here. And go back to the way that things were 20 years ago. That's not going to fucking happen. And he said he talked to the leader and told him basically, I will rain down the fury of America on top of your fucking head. If you do not come to the table and understand what a peace agreement is, I will fucking level those mountains. And make them into fucking roads. If you do not come to the table. And agree. To what I'm putting down. And if you think I'm fucking playing with you. Try me. Because he had already killed Soleimani. Already. So he that Taliban leader knew. That America knew exactly where he was at. That's why he took a picture with. Um, then Secretary of State Pompeo. We knew where he was at. He knew, and all these other terrorist leaders know, that America knows exactly where you fucking at. Remember with Soleimani, he's in a car. That type of missile, and I challenge you all to look at the type of missile that was used. This missile comes off this aircraft. There's a driver, Soleimani's, in the passenger seat, and a couple other people. It only killed and injured Soleimani. This is a precise missile 
not one that explodes, but has a lot of sharp daggers or whatever inside. Go look it up yourself, I challenge you, to look at this missile that we got. The Taliban leader knew that we would use that upon him because we know where you at. I mean, Obama got bin Laden, which that's a whole nother fucking story. I don't I don't fucking believe that shit. Never seen the body, but you want to show us Saddam Hussein and all his kids and, and, and Saddam Hussein getting lynched and his kids all mangled the fuck up. But you don't want to show the world the number one person everybody want to see on a fucking cold slab. Mm, I don't buy that. Oh, we just tossed them in the fucking ocean. And then all the seals that fucking went there to fucking capture his ass. Oh, well, they majority of them died in a, in a helicopter crash. What? What a coincidence. Every time there's a fucking hero somewhere for something that's controversial like that, everybody just fucking disappear. Mysteriously. But let's get back on topic. So these 300,000 people are not the protectors of Afghanistan like our U.S. military is. They're not strong enough to fight the Taliban without our direction, without our tax-paying weapons and armored vehicles and uniforms and PPE that they use to protect themselves. They're getting American cash. It filters down. You know, it's heavy on top, and then by the time it get down to them, it's a couple drops. But nonetheless, it's American taxpayer money. So, Taliban realized U.S. military is gone. Taliban realized the military will flee and are fleeing. They started moving in, taking over stuff. Joe Biden's asked a question. He basically says it's not going to fucking happen. It does. Joe Biden is on vacation. Saying that he's monitoring or they have been monitoring the situation. Think about the leaders of the military and the Joint Chiefs of Staff. These are some of the most wet noodle fucking arrogant and dumbasses I've ever fucking seen in my in my life. All the branch fucking heads up and the Joint Chief of Staff, I'm saying, are pieces of shit. The President of the United States, you're there to advise him. You push your recommendation strongly to him. And if he doesn't listen, you go to the Joint Chief of Staff himself and have him push that to the President of the United States. Joe Biden never served in the military. He basically was a lifeguard with Corn Pop and the fucking Rice Krispie Trio. And then he's been a senator for fucking 47 years. And then a vice president for fucking eight years. And now the president of the United States. He don't know shit about the fucking military. So, and I know his son, his oldest son, who, who died of brain cancer, what not serve. You know, and then you got fucking this bullshit Hunter Biden, who joined the Navy and fucking got relieved of duty and shit like that because he popped positive for fucking cocaine. Now he's smoking crack, you know, uh, fucking smoking pieces of crumbled up cheese and shit, thinking it's crack cocaine, whatever. You go do your research on fucking Hunter Biden and all that. I've already talked about that stuff in the past. Let me get back on topic. So you advise the president of the United States of a better way. But we know the arrogance of Joe Biden. The rumors that go around that he's just basically yelling at everybody in the White House like an old man of his age would. He think he knows better. I've been a senator for 47 years, a vice president for eight years. I know better than all of you. But you don't. You've never had to fight anybody. If we listen to your bullshit story, you had fucking something to change from the pool ready to wrap around the neck of fucking Corn Pop and a Rice Krispie Trio, which you would have fucking lost that fight. I guarantee goddamn that. So you don't listen to your military generals. They don't fucking push it up on you. They just didn't like Trump because Trump basically fucking punked the shit out of them as he should. You got the Joint Chief of Staff up there testifying in front of Congress talking about he wants to understand, you know, basically this white hatred, this white guilt. They're more focused on fucking the woke culture and getting fucking people who are suffering from mental illnesses. 
if you think that you're somebody that you're not, you're suffering mental illness. If you are a child and you believe you're Spider-Man or you're an incredible Hulk or you're a princess, that's fine. But children grow out of it. When I was a child, I think and act like a child. But when I became a man, I think and I act like a man. So if you believe that you are something that you fucking are not and trying to convince everybody in the fucking world that you are and want them to respect you for that fucking decision, you're crazy. You're crazy. They always say follow and trust the fucking science. Biology falls in the science. XX and XY chromosome. You either one or the other. That's it. You can be whatever the fuck you want to be. I don't have a fucking problem with that. But don't try to ram that shit down our fucking throats and change this country in the way that we think. Like someone said tonight, I was watching something on YouTube and he said, why don't you get your ass on the fucking front line and try to uh, uh, preach that shit to the Taliban and see how fucking well that go over with them. All these fucking social justice warriors and all this different Black Lives Matters and shit. Get your ass in uniform and go over there. And try that shit with the Taliban. I already know how it's going to end. It ain't going to end good for y'all. We're going to be getting videos of y'all getting y'all fucking heads cut off. They ain't going to play that shit. They don't believe in Sharia law and no fucking homosexual activities. That is forbidden. To, to be a man and think that you're a woman is forbidden. We're just going to go and cut your head off because we don't want your seed spreading to any woman and, and producing more people of our religion, of our fucking tribes, that think they're fucking something that they're not. You're done. That's a death sentence. Under Sharia law. That is a death fucking sentence. And I'm not saying that's the way that it should be. I don't believe in that. My personal philosophy, what happens in your bedroom is your own fucking business. But when you come out to the fucking public and mingle with the fucking rest of us, realize that if you are a male, I'm going to call you sir Mr. Man. And if you are a woman, I'm going to call you ma'am, Mrs. Miss. Not by what you choose to be. What are you biologically? What does your birth certificate say that you are? But let me get back on topic. So our generals are busy with this woke culture and don't want to get canceled and shit. So they're not really paying attention to what they're supposed to. The FBI is busy investigating Trump and this fucking farce as January 6th bullshit that Nancy Pelosi put this fucking rhino left wing fucking committee together to try to impeach him for a third time. FBI busy with that. FBI, FBI is busy with people who consider themselves patriots. Because white supremacy, white supremacy is, is, is the, the number one, you know, killer in the United States. That's why he brought in, you know, fucking people from the U.N. As I've, I've stated, I don't know if I stated it in one of the recordings I was talking. I probably was talking to somebody, but he bring in the U.N. to investigate America uh, racism. First time has ever fucking happened since the UN has been created. You don't investigate America, bitch. We don't have a racism problem, but Biden believes we do. So let's not forget they're here investigating that shit. So we're busy doing all this other type of stuff that not the streets of fucking Chicago, black on black crime. That 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 doesn't mean anything. Like I said, African Americans in this country only make up about between 11 and 13 percent of the population but 50 percent of violent crimes in this country is committed by people that look like me that's the fucking truth but to say white supremacy white supremacy is the number one threat that's bullshit tell that to the people in chicago tell that to the people in st louis missouri let them know. See if they ain't scared of Pookie and them. Or Ray Ray down the fucking street. Jerome right next door. They ain't bothered about no punk ass COVID. No motherfucking Taliban. No goddamn woke culture, cancel culture. All they got is a Glock culture. They gonna shoot your ass. And that's it. 
They don't give a fuck from the age of newborn all the way to fucking 99 years old plus. They're going to fucking shoot your ass. They don't give a fuck. But Joe Biden thinks that white supremacy. I've been alive. I'm going to tell you my age. Going on almost 39 fucking years. And I'm going to tell you one thing. I have been discriminated against less than a handful of times in my life. Less than a handful of time in 39 fucking years. I dealt with the situation when it happened. I'm not afraid of white supremacy. I've never met anybody from the Klan or had the Klan come to my house and burn a cross in my yard. I never had the Klan stand out the, the polling station and tell me that I better vote Democrat instead of fucking Republican. Never had that happen. But one thing I do know is enemy of the state. One being the Taliban. 20 fucking years of fighting these goddamn people. Go to the VA hospital and look at the individuals that fought in this war of my generation. Look at the ones that fought in the first Iraq war. That are suffering just like the veterans from the Vietnam War with Agent Orange. My generation has to deal with the burn pit. That's one reason why Joe Biden's oldest son caught brain cancer. We throw everything in there to leave nothing behind for the enemy to know anything about what it is that we've done. From equipment to paperwork to fucking chemicals to everything, we burn it. But we also breathe that shit in. And we all suffer because of it. But at the time, that's the mission at hand. Leave no trace or any evidence for the fucking enemy. So when we leave out of there, and we left out of fucking Afghanistan, leaving helicopters, fucking armored vehicles, weapons that are piled up to the fucking roof in certain buildings or whatnot, ammunition, cash, you name it. Everything to fund a military is sitting there at their disposal. The fucking Taliban is walking around the streets right now with M16s that belong to U.S. troops. They're flying around in fucking helicopters. That belong to our allies. They're driving around an armored vehicle. That the American taxpayer paid for. Ladies and gentlemen. We have funded the Taliban officially. Under Joe Biden's fucking rule. We all have seen the pictures. Of the mass exodus hysteria. At the fucking airports. We're going to go over 30 minutes. Because Cause we gotta go over fucking thirty minutes, uh, cause this 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 shit here hits home. We see or we saw the video that was going around of all those people getting attached to that C-17 or C-7, one of the two. I don't know. I, I that that's Air Force. Uh, Marines don't have that, but that aircraft had all those Afghanistan, you know, the population. And that hell, that aircraft actually landed. It was landing and it had gear and stuff inside of it. So when we see the picture, it's not necessarily taking off. That, that wasn't what it was doing necessarily. It was landing and all these people came out. So their protocol for their safety, let's floor it and get the fuck out of here. Because there's no way we're going to get this equipment out without these people fucking crowding this aircraft. We can't fucking have it. So to save ourselves or whatnot, we got to get the fuck out of here. So they fucking floored that bitch. People were hanging on, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't seen the video, I challenge you to fucking watch it. Because it's easy to sit here back in the United States. Easy to pick up a phone, call 911. Know that your National Guard, the fucking military, and everybody else is here to fucking protect you. But live that fucking reality for a minute. This whole government, your president has left, just like ours. He's checked out mentally. That president left in the middle of the fucking night. Two, two or four cars full of fucking cash. 
fled to Turkestan, which is a real place. It's not fucking made up names. People in America need to fucking understand what's going on around the world. Problems are not just here in the United States. The shit that we deal with is minute and not even fucking necessary. We create this shit or allow it to fucking happen. There's a lot going on around the fucking world that you don't fucking realize. So this president leaves like a thief in the fucking night that he is and the fucking coward that he is. And flee to fucking Turkestan. You left the country as a coward. Do you think the people have any more trust and confidence in you? You allow the Taliban to take every fucking province. And now they're here in Kabul, the fucking capital. And they're taking shit over. And not a single shot is fucking fired. But families are being fucking killed. But the Taliban say, we're cool. We ain't doing nothing. We're going we're gonna to be a little different than we were before. A little different. But you have help trying to land. And all these people. Imagine being on a Southwest airline, a JetBlue aircraft. And about 700 plus people come surrounding that fucking aircraft that you're on. And they want to get on it. All of them. Aircraft you on maybe fits about 300 fucking people in the seat. With the fuel and, and, and the cargo and the luggage and everything else that has to be weight and balance so that the pilots can make sure that plane can take off. Who's on it right now and equipment that is on it. That's all checked and balanced for that aircraft to fly, including the, the fuel. If they add more to it, some things may have to come off and, you know, they got to add more fucking fuel. But everything has to be accounted for and weight and balance. It's not just as easy as taking the plane, filling it up until it says full and fucking take off. That's not being efficient. Maybe the destination you're going to don't require the aircraft to be fucking full. But there are reserves on it, too. So everything has to be checked and balanced. Ladies and gentlemen, a pilot or the pilots and the crew deal with a lot of shit before they take off on a plane. It ain't like starting your car, checking your rearview mirror and fucking going. I know a lot of y'all know that. But in this instant, you are the crew of that aircraft. Before you land, you see all these people. They're not on the runway yet. But when you start coming in and you slow down, these people come out of nowhere like a swarm of fucking hornets. All they want is to get the fuck out of here before they are persecuted or fall under the rule or fucking killed by this murderous regime that harvests terrorists. They surround your aircraft. They're at the wheel wells. You're driving and they're fucking jumping on the wheel wells. They're on the hips. What, 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 what the, you know, the tires basically fold in. The landing gear folds in. They're everywhere. And more and more are just coming around. You don't have any choice but to floor that. I would have floored it too. But as you floor it, one thing that you are not looking for is for people to still be hanging on to this aircraft. We have never seen. This is not some fucking Tom Cruise Mission Impossible fucking movie. He had wires and shit he was holding that had, had him for safety. And then in other movies or whatnot, you know, that you may see when people holding on to helicopters or fucking aircraft, those are stunt doubles or they're fucking CGI'd in there. But not in my 39 years have I ever seen people actually holding on. I wasn't alive during the evacuation of Saigon. I wasn't alive for that. But just imagine being on that, that aircraft, seeing those people all around you, and you floor this aircraft. You thinking everybody's going to jump off because the basic understanding of an aircraft, it goes high, it goes fast, oxygen gets thinner, it's harder to breathe. And if you get too high, you freeze and you die or you die of oxygen first. Aircraft starts to take off. They get a helicopter to try to get the people from from this aircraft. It looked like a Black Hawk or something like that that tries to come across the one runway to get these people to go back. Move, people. Stop fucking playing this game. But the people were too much. Then I pay attention to the helicopter and this big ass fucking galaxy aircraft is here. What the fuck you think? There's only so much you can do. 
one person, what are you going to go out there with a megaphone or a single pistol and try to tell fucking that many people get away from the aircraft? It ain't going to fucking happen. You America, you ain't going to fucking kill us. You flew that aircraft. Film footage shows like four bodies. Lives. People holding on for fucking freedom. America said that we were going to get the translators out of there. Their families. We were going to get everybody out of Afghanistan that wanted to fucking leave. And go to any other country, especially the United States. We fucked them over. The world watches as these bodies fall off this aircraft. Today we find out when this aircraft lands in, in, in uh, Qatar that there were human remains inside where the landing gear was in. So people were still holding on to that landing gear where the tires and stuff had when it folded into the aircraft and they got crushed because you don't make aircraft where people can live where the landing gear goes. Only thing that's supposed to go in is the landing gear. It's fitted perfectly for the landing gear to fold in the tires and everything else. You got to remember that when your aircraft take off, those tires are spinning fast, faster than what your car can ever fucking do. And when they go in into that cabin where the landing gear goes, those tires are still fucking spinning at that speed. And then that whole folding mechanism, how it folds in there, there's no space in there for, you know, people to be holding on because it's not even pressurized anyway. The cabin of the aircraft is pressurized, not where the landing gear goes because nothing is supposed to be there that's alive. Folks, that's the extreme that and how serious this reality is for the people of Afghanistan. Now, let's talk about the Americans that are part of the embassy and, you know, just there in that country for whatever reason, whether they're contractors or three-letter agency or whoever they are. It doesn't matter. They're American citizens. When you take the oath of office as the president of the United States, you take charge of the safety of American personnel here in the States and abroad. Enemies foreign and domestic, you charge yourself with with handling them if they bring harm, especially to the American people or your allies. Working at the embassy myself over fucking three years. When you come into country, you request for a passport. Passport is fucking approved. The embassy knows your set dates that you are supposed to come into country. They know when you're supposed to leave. So if anything happens. And, and, I, and I'm giving you all this advice. Anytime you go into any foreign country. Register with the embassy. Let the embassy know what hotels. Or hotel you stand at. What your plan is. Kind of the areas that you're going to be in. Because if anything happens. And it comes down on a classified net. Of any type of trouble. They can get you out of there. They can advise you of that because you, you probably don't speak the language and you're not sitting there watching the news. You travel and spend all that money and go overseas. Last thing you're going to do is just sit in the fucking hotel room watching fucking news. You're going to be out in the tourist area doing tourist things. Being in the tourist area doing a tourist thing make you also a target. Because they know you got money. I mean, look at. You know, fucking Cancun, Mexico and all that stuff currently. They got to use their, their national military to fucking protect those areas. And still people are being murdered in a tourist area. And that has hurt Mexico so much. That tourism is fucking going down not only because of COVID, but now it's a fucking murder capital in certain areas. So they try to show a sign of force by bringing in their military. Okay, we kicked it up. We went from the police. Now the military is here. You got to remember that a military force is not like a police. Police officers serve and protect the community. You call them for fucking service. They come out and they handle a situation based on their training and based upon the law. 
The law of that state, that city or whatnot is what they're charged with. So they have a certain protocol for lethal force or, you know, excessive force. The military, they train us to fucking kill. That is our job. We kill. We do humanitarian type of stuff. That's just natural. You know, you want to help out people. You want to build a church. You want to build a school. You want to, you know, bring these soccer balls to some orphans and things like that and help them out. You know, you, 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 that's just natural. That's just the human being side of yourself. They don't train you for that. That's what volunteers and people who care actually, you know, or a certain number, because I'm sure everybody cares, but they only can take a certain number. You don't want to have, you know, fucking a thousand military people for 30 kids. That's that's overkill, you know. But anyway, the job of the military is to be a show of force, but to enforce the rules of warfare when it comes to Western countries. We're not a fearful nation. We're not a nation that plays when we go into theater. We kick ass and take names for the most part. But just like Saigon, this embassy, we know there's over between 10 there's, there's word like it's, it's estimated about 10,000 people are still scattered somewhere in Afghanistan. Word from Biden and them today is that everybody, all those 10,000 are at the airport. However, their safety, according to the White House itself, get ready for this. Pull over if you got to. Turn up the volume if you got to. The White House has charged the Taliban with the safety of the evacuation of American personnel. Let that marinate and sink down to your bones. You have charged the Taliban, the people that we have been fighting for for 20 fucking years, that has killed, mangled, and given PTSD to U.S. troops, contractors, and our foreign allies with the safety and security of the evacuation out of that country. What? You have given the authority to terrorists to make sure that we get out of that country safe. Not the U.S. military the, the five to seven thousand that you sent out there for the evacuation at the embassy. No. You gave the authority to the Taliban. Because the Taliban did say, we've kind of, uh, <clears throat> we've changed our ways. <laughs> Are we fucking serious now? This, this asshole, this checked out geriatric pedophile, literally has given the security and safety to terrorists for Americans. The same people that they were cutting heads off of and, you know, would we have done that with ISIS? I mean, did, did Obama do that? Or did Trump do that? No, Trump got rid of them. Obama basically fucking funded them by giving fucking money to Iran who supported those terrorist organizations. Yeah, Hard-earned American cash got flown to fucking Iran. Y'all remember that. Y'all remember me talking about that. Go back if you don't understand what I'm talking about. You got to listen to my episode, ladies and gentlemen, to keep up with me. If you're not following me week by week, you're wrong. Because I'm back. Terrorists. What we had given the safety of American personnel to Al-Qaeda? I think not. Did Bush... The day of September 11, the towers have hit. Did you hear Bush say I'm taking a lid or I'm at vacation? I, I, hey, hey, you know, those are tall buildings. You know, something was bound to run into them. Birds do all the time. Just leave me the fuck alone. I'm on vacation. Did that happen? No, it didn't. It did not. It never has. It never has. The last time we fell for that was a tent offense. 
the tent of fence in Vietnam. Their Christmas. They said, we're not going to do anything. The commanders and everybody there was like, oh, there's a ceasefire. We got a ceasefire. This whole time they're doing a Ho Chi Minh trail, they're fucking surrounding us. And then they fucking attack. And that set the whole event in motion to where the embassy had to be evacuated, which don't forget, they were on the grounds killing Americans. They surely were. The images of naval boats pushing off helicopters to make room for more now classified refugee uh, Vietnam uh, citizens. Innocent bystanders of a fucking war. South Vietnam at that. That's the last time we fell for that okie dokie bullshit. And ever since then we lay down a fucking hammer. We don't care what holiday it is. We lay down a fucking hammer. You take a break if you want to. You'll get a goddamn bullet inside of your fucking head. But Joe Biden allows these sons of bitches. To be in charge of the safety. Of American personnel while just today he came back. Let's not forget that bullshit speech. So he flies back from Camp David, gives a fucking speech, answers no fucking question. Get back up on the plane, fly back to Camp David. And it's just now returning. Yesterday, you know, because it's two o'clock in the morning now. So he, he came back yesterday. What in the fuck is going on? If your Delta variant is so fucking real and spreading so fucking crazy, that's a crisis. You shouldn't be on fucking vacation because can the American people go on vacation? No. You tell the peasants that we are, that we can't do shit while Obama shakes his ass with his fucking celebrity friends and hundreds others and hundreds others of staff while you say your fucking Delta variant is running rampant. Oh, nobody has a problem with it, but now we got 67 plus people now with fucking COVID up there. So... We got all this shit going on. You go on vacation. We got Chicago. We got 70 plus fucking people shot. Children fucking murdered. Joe Biden goes on vacation because white supremacy is the number one killer. Not this. Then we got now China. China looking at Taiwan. Sending their naval boats to the coastline of Taiwan. Oh, Hong Kong. I can't, yeah, Taiwan, I'm sorry. Yeah, it is Taiwan. So, oh, Hong Kong. I can't fucking remember. <laughs> Folks, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Forgive me for that. But China basically wants to take over that country again. They want to take them fucking over. And because of the weakness that Joe Biden has shown, now everybody is seeing the blood in the fucking water. And everybody's a fucking shark. And Joe Biden's the old crippled fucking shark. And they're about to tear his ass up and push him out the way and get to the fucking the, the whatever key targets that they've ever wanted to get to. We got him begging OPEC to, to produce more fucking oil. Really? Wasn't we 90% fucking uh, 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 not de- uh, dependent on anybody but self-reliant in this country? When Trump was president, 90%, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Biden get in there, signed executive order the day that he took the oath of office. Counseled the pipeline. So instead of just reigniting it and going back to what Trump did, you want to beg people who hate us, who are going to sit there and manipulate the market so they can make Fucking hundreds more on these barrels of fucking oil because the American taxpayer needs it. They're going to suck this country dry. You want to talk about an energy crisis fucking coming. Watch this shit. So we have skyrocketing gas prices. We got the housing market that's about to fucking bust. We got inflation just going fucking crazy in this country. We got the shit going on in Afghanistan. We got COVID going on. And we got the president of the United States who's driving the bus on vacation. 
as a president, you do work in vacations. There's no such thing as a vacation for you. How many hours do we think that Joe Biden actually works in the fucking White House? Maybe half a day. Maybe three, four hours at best. And the rest of the time he's out eating fucking ice cream and the reporters are fucking following. Oh, what type of ice cream are you fucking eating? Who gives a fuck? This country is in fucking chaos. We're more divided now than we ever fucking have. Because you're telling everybody that white people are fucking bad. If you're white, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're racist. You're trying to teach critical race theory in fucking school. Who asked for that? How about you teach them some goddamn biology? Let them understand that fucking if they're born a boy, you're a boy. You're born a girl, you're a girl. If you want to be gay, lesbian, bisexual, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. But do not try to push no shit down my goddamn throat telling me I got to recognize your fucking punk ass pronouns. That's bullshit. And it's forever changing. Oh, it's LGBT community. Now it's LGBTA+. What in the fuck is that? These kids are so fucked in the head. I would like to see the numbers of people enrolling to be in the military. I would like to see the numbers of people actually trying to become a police officer. I guarantee you they're record low. And so many police officers are fucking retiring because they're tired of this bullshit. This fucking defund shit. Everybody hate the cops. Everything the cops do is fucking wrong. Everything you see on fucking Facebook or whatnot is justification. But they don't show you the whole fucking video. For the majority of the time, cops just don't stumble into a fucking area. I always tell you that cops are reactive, not necessarily proactive. They try to be proactive. The majority of the fucking calls they get for service makes them reactive to a situation. Let the cops do their goddamn fucking work. Ain't no gun going to be pulled off and you cooperate. If they put you in handcuffs and they fucking wrong for it, they'll release you. And guess what? You get to fucking sue them. And you got a case. They'll probably settle out of court and move the fuck on with their life. But to, to sit there on the side of the street like, like Officer Tatum say, and if you ain't following Officer Tatum on fucking YouTube, you're fucking wrong. But like he would say, trying to get justice or being or holding a court session on the side of the fucking road where the police officer is the wrong thing. You're going to lose every fucking time. Take it to court. Win in court. Let that be a lesson. Cooperate what they say. Just cooperate. So you got cops just fucking retiring. Ladies and gentlemen, when one cop retires, just like Social Security, who's the next one to come in to take that spot? If there's more people that retire than it actually is coming throughout the ranks, then you're going to have this off balance. And what you're going to have is a longer wait time when you call 911. What you're going to have, because the military general is so focused on woke culture and cancel culture, you're going to have nobody that's worrying about and looking what's going over there in the China Sea. They're not looking at what China is doing. They're not looking at Russia. They're not paying attention to what North Korea is doing. They're not paying attention to nobody because they, they are so worried about being canceled. They are so worried about getting people with mental illnesses in the military, who are confused on who they are. That they're not doing their job, so they're negligent. I say again, we the people, we give them the authority to represent us. They represent our will. It's not the other way around. You don't tell us what to do. We are your boss. The place that you work, let me ask you a question. Do you go up to your boss and tell your boss what to do? Or does your boss come to you, ask you questions, and make you do the work? Your boss is we the people. We tell them motherfuckers what to do. And if they don't do what the fuck we tell them to do, recall their ass. Since this platform has come back up, Parler obviously is out of the question. Twitter is a hit or miss. So I have no real way of really... Getting to the masses like I used to. 3,000 plus up on Parlor I had following me. And it was just increasing by the fucking day. It was helping the, the, the podcast. It was doing a phenomenal job. So what I'm challenging you to do. If you like what you heard today. 
spread this to somebody else because maybe that person is going to be the one that wakes up and start a recall for the governor for the fucking you know uh senator their congressman you know even all the way to the president we got to find a way to 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 get joe biden out of there and enact the 25th fucking amendment he's 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 gone ladies and gentlemen he is gone that whole administration is gone they're corrupt state department basically put out a message today to the Taliban telling them to make sure that you include women in your new style of fucking governing the people. Are you serious? Are we making deal with terrorists now? <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, you know what's going on. You know the story. But I challenge you to look at the details that I just told you. I challenge you to find the details that I just told you. And like I said, if you like this show, you like what I'm putting out. You can help by donating to this podcast. We had a new uh, podcast um, sponsor, and I'll get that person's name, and I'll talk about it on the next episode because I like to, to, to you know recognize those who help this podcast. So we do have people funneling money into this podcast. So you can do it as little as 99 cents per month. 99 cents. $4.99 or $9.99 a month. We don't mind the type that, that, that jingles, but we prefer the type that folds. We just, I'm just trying to get some help, you know, donation-wise up on this podcast because this does take a lot of time. Like I said, it's 2.14 in the morning. I'm going to start doing these podcasts to be premiered on Wednesday. You know, because my schedule kind of goes down before it goes back up before the end of the week. So I'm doing this when I should be asleep. I got appointments and things to do in the morning, but I think it's, it's vital to show my patriotism for this country, to, to, to talk to other patriots like yourself, to get this message out, to make you think a little bit. It may be something that you didn't even think about. You're getting a perspective today, and we're going about an hour, and I, I only want it to be 30 minutes, but this is going to be one of those special cases, the exemption to the fucking rule. From the viewpoint of somebody who worked in the embassy, from somebody who served, not in Afghanistan, but served in Iraq. So I know all the behind-scenes stuff that I can't necessarily talk about everything, but I can in the way that I did today. Because a lot of that stuff is out there. That information is out there. You just have to look it up. So don't believe the White House when they're saying that they're trying to get those Americans out of there. No, they're not. It's at the disposal when the, uh, the fucking Taliban wants them out. And once the Taliban finds out where they at are, we're going to have a fucking bloodbath on our hands. The blood is going to be on Joe Biden's administration for the ignorance of ignoring, uh, ignoring everything while only trying to destroy everything that Trump created. The good economy, the 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 uh, uh, energy dependence, fucking patriotism, the funding for the military. He just let all that go. And even in this speech, he tried to blame the Afghan government. He tried to blame the troops and he tried to blame Trump. But when you buy a car, if it's used or new, don't try to blame the manufacturer. Don't try to blame a previous owner. You own that car. And if something's wrong with it, it's up to you. You are charged with it to get it correct. If you are involved in the accident, don't blame the former owner of that car. It's not going to work. You have a responsibility when you take charge of something like that. And you damn have a responsibility. Damn sure have a responsibility when you become president of the United States. And this man has failed time and time and time and time and time again. Tired of the media protecting them. Tired of the left protecting them. Tired of his base protecting him. Fuck you all. This country shall not fall because they do uphold the majority of the fucking Democrats want to be goddamn communists or fucking socialists. Oh no, ladies and gentlemen. Oh no. Oh no. Now is the time for patriots to stand up to fucking rid this goddamn country of these fucking buffoons. And the 2022 election is vital and important. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to do our part. We're going to do our part. 
And I'm going to try to be that voice that guides you and just awaken you to that. So that's it for this episode. My name's the Educated Patriot. I'll talk to y'all next time. Thank you.